On episode 482 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Nintendo is just so very nice. Wonderful 101 has a release date. Making your villager and the passing of an icon. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hello, look. Hey, listen. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft, everyone. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp on Saturdays. I record a show that is all about what you want me to talk about. So if there's something that I missed throughout the week or a topic that you want to hear discussed or just some comments that you want to send to me, you can use the Twitter hashtag AskRJS. That's A-S-K. RJS, or you can join our community Discord with over a thousand other people uh, over at runjumpstomp.com/discord, uh, and you can leave your comments in the Ask RJS channel, and of course have awesome conversations with a bunch of really cool people. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Kimbalina66. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by joining Patreon.com/runjumpstomp. All right, let's talk about... uh, Actually, before we get started, I told you last episode that uh, I would soon have my first look at 3000 Duel, which is hard to say, uh, up on uh, my YouTube channel. So please take a moment and head on over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Make sure that you like and subscribe and all that other YouTube garbage that people ask you to do. Uh, But then... Once you're there, you can watch my first look at 3000th Duel. I really, really like this game, and I think you're going to like it too. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Again, that's youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Let's start today off by talking about what I would have to say is probably a very sad story. I mean, not probably. It's definitely a very sad story. But I, I didn't realize, like... This guy was young. This guy was really young. He was only 61 years old. And if you're if you're on the younger side and you're thinking 61, that's not young. Well, when you're getting older, 61 is young. Like, it's pretty sad that uh, Mr. Kazuisa Hashimoto, uh, the 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 man that came up with the idea, the the he's a programmer at Konami. He came up with the idea for the Konami code. Now, if you don't know what the Konami code is, then you are really, really young. And I can't believe that you're listening to this show. But if you don't know what the Konami code is, it is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. And the reason that it got very famous is because in the 80s, there were these really cool games from Konami the most popular one probably being Contra. And in that game, that Contra was an incredibly difficult game. Like, really, really difficult. It was insane how hard that game was. And you only had, I think it was five lives? Well, using the Konami code, I think it brought you up to 25 lives. Or, or maybe it was 30. I think it was 30 lives that you got. 
by putting in the Konami code. So the splash screen for Contra would come up on the screen. And if you're playing by yourself, you would hit up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. And if you were playing with your sibling or your friend, you would do up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. And everybody, everybody who's my age who picked up a controller at some point, they know the Konami code. And it wasn't just in uh, Contra. It was also in other games like Snatcher, which I'd never heard of, ISS, uh, which I'd never heard of, and Gradius, and I didn't know that it was in Gradius. Uh, that's going to change some things. I loved the game Gradius, and I'm really bad at it. I'm, I'm going to have to try that and play it with the Konami code. That's That's pretty awesome. That's where it first showed up, but it really didn't get... Uh, super popular until Contra came out. Well, this was posted today by Konami. They said, we are saddened to hear about the passing of Kazuisha uh, Hashimoto and deeply talented producer who first introduced the world uh, to the Konami code. Our thoughts are with Hashimoto-san's family and friends at this time. Rest in peace. Uh, so he said, basically, look, I had one, uh, there was this 2003 interview with Nintendo Life, and he said, I had one guy under me, and he played through the coin-op version of Gradius, and he said, that's really, really tough. I hadn't played that much, and I couldn't beat it myself, so I made the code, and they wanted it to be easy to remember, so he said, because I was the one who was going to be using it, I made sure it was easy to remember, and that's where up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start came from. The game... And it says on here, the game took around half a year to develop. And at the time, putting the code together was like an entertaining puzzle. How on earth am I going to be able to fit these passwords into the program? Uh, so that's that's what you do. It's it, it Look, the game or the code is in Fortnite. It's in Rocket League. It's in Re League of Legends. Um, I guess, look at this. You can actually access secret settings on Netflix. Uh, and it, it was, um, talked about in the Wreck-It Ralph movie, which by the way, if you've not seen that movie, it's a really funny movie. I never saw the sequel, but the first one was really good. Well, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you to, uh, Mr. Hashimoto for giving us that code, which I never even beat Contra, even with the help of this code, I never beat Contra. I think my brothers and I got to the last level and we ended up dying, and finally we just said, forget it. We can't do it. We're just not good enough at it. Uh, but Contra was a great game, and the Konami code made it even better. And it's like I, I have a memory, and I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly or if I'm just remembering like a uh, an urban legend that somebody told me at some point, but I feel like I remember trying the Konami code on a bunch of different games and trying it on some game. I can't remember which game it is. And then they were like, hey, no cheating. You know? And I thought that that was really cool. Now, I don't know if that's a true story or if my memory is uh, just too fuzzy. Uh, I, I don't know. If you know what game that was or if it's true or not, feel free to let me know. Use the hashtag AskRJS. And you know what? Here's, here's what I'm going to ask of you. All right? Um, let me know your favorite memory from Contra, from playing Contra as you were a kid. Now, of course, if you're young and you've never used, uh, the Konami code on Contra, then 
gosh, I you know what? I didn't think of this until just now. I don't know if it's on there. I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't think that Contra is on the NES Classic, so you probably can't try it that way. Uh, but if you've never tried out Contra, find a way to try it because it's a really good game and input that code. And, you know, let me know what you thought of Contra and using the code. Uh, uh, and I'll talk about it on Saturday's episode if I get some people who send in stuff. Again, that hashtag is AskRJS. And uh, thank you again to Mr. Hashimoto for making a super, super difficult game like uh, like Contra playable for uh, a filthy casual like me. All right. Uh, Nintendo did something incredibly cool. We're going to go from a very sad story to a an extremely heartwarming story. Uh, Nint- I'm going to preface this by talking about Stadia for a second. I just dropped stuff. Good job, idiot. There we go. Let's break everything. So I just dropped my controllers. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video, then you can see my Stadia controller. And it's uh, it, it, it's the uh, the Founders Edition Stadia controller. And I host another show called Stadia Cast. And my, my co-host was talking about his Stadia controllers not, not working the right way. So he's getting it uh, replaced. Now, oh, look, there's a little... Sc- oh, no, that's just dust. All right, so... Uh, he's getting it replaced, only this is a limited edition controller, this midnight blue controller with the cool orange thumbsticks. Uh, it looks really, really cool. And he was on the phone with, uh, or uh, doing the text chat with the support people, and they said, yeah, we don't have any more of those. So if you send in your your Founders Edition controller, uh, we're not going to be able to send you a Founders Edition controller back. And that's kind of not cool, you know? You would think that they would have kept some of these around. Well, Stadia, well, Google, you know, makers of Stadia, you could take a page from Nintendo here because Nintendo, they hold on to stuff, apparently. They really hold on to stuff. There's a 95-year-old fan who had been playing um, uh, lots of Tetris. Um let me let me tell you about this. So this is public uh this story was published in uh one of Japan's national newspapers and it says that uh I'm probably going to uh butcher some names here but uh Kuniko Su- uh Tsusaka is a 70-year-old daughter of a woman who is 95 years old and they have been playing Tetris for a very very long time. In fact, they had been playing Tetris long enough to go through three Game Boys. We're talking about the old school original Game Boy. They went through three Game Boys, like wore them out by playing them so much. And if you don't know anything about the Game Boy, I'm going to tell you right now, those things are built like a brick. All right. I went to uh, Nintendo of New York when I was on vacation with my wife this summer, and we went into the Nintendo store, and in the Nintendo store, they have a Game Boy that still works, mind you, that had been in uh, Desert Storm, and it was uh, basically all melted, but the, you know, you turn it on, and it still worked. 
these things were built like a brick. They were built to last. And this 95-year-old woman had gone through three Game Boys playing Tetris. That's just their favorite game. Well, first off, I have to say, I can't believe that this is the this is true. The original Game Boy was discontinued in 2003. So it's hard to find replacements for these things. I have one on the shelf behind me. I don't know if you can see it over there. Where is it? It's right, right there. You can see it right there on the shelf behind me. All right, that's my Game Boy, which uh, I bought off eBay. I did not have, that's not my original one. And it still works. Uh, but uh, the, the the 70-year-old daughter, her, her son... The, the 95-year-old woman's grandson found out that uh, her her Game Boy had stopped working. And so he told her, uh, listen, Grandma, why don't you send a, a letter to Nintendo and maybe they'll be able to help you out with some parts. Well, what did Nintendo do instead? They found a brand new Nintendo Game Boy. Like this thing came out a, a billion years ago. All right, this thing is literally a dinosaur. And they went out and they must have a, 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 a cache of these things. They replaced it with a brand new Game Boy. And I just think that this is so cool. And it was free of charge. They just sent it to her. Because, hey, she she loves playing Tetris and, and they want her to know. Uh, they want her to enjoy her remaining years. And I thought that that was really, really awesome. Vaxxer is um, making fun of me because I said, look at this to all of the people who are listening to the podcast. Well, I described it. I said that it was a blue and orange controller, Vaxxer. Leave me alone. Anyway, uh, I think that it's awesome of Nintendo to do this. I think that that's just fantastic. And other companies, you know what? Keep a warehouse full of some of your stuff. And don't be so quick to throw everything away because at some point, some of this stuff is going to become useful again. I mean, Google couldn't even hold on to stuff for three months before they got rid of all their shells for the the midnight blue Stadia controllers while Nintendo's sitting on a horde of Game Boys, the original DMG-001 Game Boys from the 80s. Come on, <laughs> what is up with that? Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break from a sponsor, and when we come back, we're going to hear about the wonderful 101. It's got a release date. Now you can play Donkey Kong on your ColecoVision, Atari VCS, or Intellivision video game system. Donkey Kong has multiple screens, just like the arcade game. Do you think it's still possible to get a Donkey Kong uh, or a ColecoVision um, you know, that kind of stuff, or, or an Atari 2600 from those companies? Probably not, since those companies aren't around anymore. I mean, Atari's around, but it's not exactly the same company. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, thank you to our sponsors for making it, you know, easier for me to do this show. I really appreciate it. Make sure you check out their stuff. All right, Wonderful 101. The Wonderful 101 has a release date, and it is way closer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, this comes to us from Gamatsu, and it says here, The Wonderful 101 Remastered will launch both physically and digitally for Switch and PS4 and for PC via Steam on May 19th 
in North America, May 22nd in Europe, and June 11th in Japan. The price is $40. I think that's a really good price. If you are looking at Europe, that's uh, 44 euros in, um, oh gosh, where did it go? In Japan, that is, um, oh, they didn't list the, the yen on here for some reason. That's weird. Anyway, uh, this was announced earlier. Now, I think that this is a really good price, but man, why did they need to kickstart it if the game was already done? You know? I don't know. They, look, they, they hit their goals. I, I don't like it when big companies like this uh, do Kickstarters, but obviously it worked. Obviously, people are very excited for it. I'm not super excited for it. I enjoyed my my time playing The Wonderful 101, but it's not a game that I'm really interested in revisiting that much. However, if you never played it, it's an incredibly unique game, and I think you'll probably uh, enjoy it. Uh, so now you know all about that. Uh, here's the... Uh, th- the about the wonderful 101 remastered it says it was originally released for the wii u in 2013 uh platinum platinum games director hideki kamiya uh, announced uh, the kickstarter campaign to fund to fund it on february 3rd and it's already marked uh launching in may so that's a really really quick turnaround but you know what? They they didn't have a lot to do, I guess, and uh, it's it's better than making people wait for a really long time. I'm not excited for it, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that are. So I wanted to let people know. All right, um, Game Explain has been playing Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I'm very jealous that they're playing Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and they have shown what it's like to make a villager in the new game. And basically what they do is they ask you your name and they ask you your birthday and then you go straight into the character customization. There is no gender in the game. And I think that that's good. There's no reason. I mean, these are, these are characters that are incredibly androgynous anyway. Like you can't really tell who's a male or a female. So why bother putting in a gender? I think this, this is pretty forward thinking and I I like that Uh, as far as, customizing your character cool i guess i'm not super excited for the options to customize your character there's not a lot of options for customizing your character in animal crossing everybody pretty much looks the same but i think it's cool and forward thinking that they decided you know what doesn't matter in this game is your gender so you just pick your character and then you can make your character look however you want and i think that's awesome so there you go uh, and Game Explain, I'm jealous that you guys get to play it so quickly. Uh, speaking of games that are coming out, or speaking of Animal Crossing, did you guys know about this weird little thing that's going on with uh, Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing coming out on the same day? There's all of these hilarious drawings of uh, you know Master Chief going out and, and buying a copy of Animal Crossing while Isabel goes out and buys a copy of Doom Eternal and, you know, they're sitting next to each other and playing it. Or, you know, there's other drawings of, you know, Master Chief high-fiving Isabel, stuff like that. I think it's awesome. They're both coming out on the same day. Well, Doom coming out very soon, March 20th, same day as Animal Crossing. Uh, it's It's got a pretty big sale going on on Nintendo Switch right now. This, this is from Nintendo Life. And 
I think I may actually spend some money today. I wasn't planning on buying these old Doom games, but this is a really good deal. All Doom games are very are right now heavily reduced on the Switch. Some as low as one twenty. Uh, so Doom has a fifty percent off right now, and that's it was thirty dollar. I'm sorry. Um, that's Doom twenty sixteen. All right, so Doom twenty sixteen. Awesome game. If you don't have any other way to play it, play it on the Nintendo Switch. If you can play it someplace else, play it someplace else, but it's a really good game. Uh, so Doom 2016 is $30. It's a steal at that price. The original Doom, which came out in 1993, you can get for a buck 49 down from five bucks. Doom 2, you can get for a buck 49 down from five bucks. And Doom 3, you can get for $2.99. So basically, you can get without counting doom 2016 because that is $30 but you can get doom 1 2 and 3 for 6 bucks that's a really really good deal that's down 70% and i you know what i have to say about these these games is that bethesda shipped them there was controversy there were problems with these uh uh with these games and they kept working on them and made them better. You know, they improved the frame rate. They improved the emulation. They improved a lot of things about these games. They improved the lighting. The lighting when they first came out was pretty bad. But they improved all this stuff. And I think for six bucks getting these three games, there's a lot of nostalgia that I'll have there. Now, in addition to this, uh, it seems like Doom 64 may also be on sale, which is coming out soon. That is the Doom that was on the Nintendo 64. I never played that one, so I don't know if that one's any good. But I do know that Doom 1 and Doom 2 are fantastic. Doom 3 is a very, very different animal. Like, Doom 3 does not play like Doom 1 and 2. Doom 3 is much more slow, much more plotting, not that that's bad, it's just very, very different. So Doom and Doom 2 and Doom 2016 are these incredibly fast-paced shooters where Doom 3 is much more slow and more like survival horror, in my opinion, than it is like a fast-paced, uh, nail-biting shooter. Uh, and, and part of that comes from the lighting is really cool. Uh, I love the way that they... They did it where you've got a flashlight and a gun and you can't have the flashlight and the gun out at the same time, which made for some very scary moments when you turn on the flashlight and suddenly there's a demon right there. But that's not really what Doom was before. And it almost killed the series. But then when Doom 2016 came out, like that that re revitalized the series in a big way because it was... It went back to its roots as being a, a really, really fantastic game. So make sure that you check that out. All right. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about before we get out of here is Hot Shots Racing. I saw a trailer for this game um, on YouTube. And if you are somebody who loved virtual racing, if you're somebody... By the way, virtual racing is on the Nintendo Switch as an arcade classics. Uh, but if you loved Daytona... Uh, racing on, I'm going to say the Dreamcast? No, I think it was the Sega Saturn. I can't remember. Uh, whatever whatever uh, system it was on, this is a game that looks very much like those games. It's got that particular art style, and I think it looks really cool. There's a lot of different cars that you can unlock. Now, 
It also has four players split screen and up to eight people can race at once. And my only problem with this game, and we were kind of talking about it before the uh, before the show, is that it has 60 frames per second uh, single player, but when you split screen, it's not uh, 60 frames per second anymore. It's probably 30 frames per second. And that kind of bugs me just a little bit because a game like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is a Wii U port, you know, they're porting this game, you know, that hits 60 frames per second when you're doing split screen. I believe it does. And this game with a much less demanding art style can't hit that. Now, people in chat were saying, you know, Bill, it, you know, Nintendo made Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and they also made the Switch, so that makes it easier for them. Uh, Nintendo has lots and lots of programmers, whereas this is a small company, and those are all really, really good points. But I feel like when you're when you're making a game that has an art style that is retro, like 1990s style racing games, you would think that you'd be able to hit 60 frames per second, even when you're doing split screen. Is that super important? Probably not. Am I going to be playing very much of this split screen for me? No, probably not. I hate split screen gaming. So for me, it'll probably be 60 frames per second all the time. I just thought it was odd. I think the game looks awesome, and I'm excited to play it. It's called Hot Shots Racing. Uh, I think it looks really good, and I'm excited to play it. It has a pursuit mode where you can try and you can be like be the cop and uh, try to chase down the law breaking uh, people who are speeding all over the place. And I just think I, I always like this kind of racing game, and being able to play it on my Switch seems super awesome. So. A uh, very nostalgic bone is being tickled when I look at this, and uh, I think it looks cool. It comes out sometime in spring of 2020, and that's really all that we know about it. And oh my gosh, I almost forgot to talk about this. I, I, I kind of went out of order from my show notes, but Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon has a trailer. Uh, this is the new game from Yacht Club Games, and it looks really, really good. Uh, it, it is a, a, a 2D puzzle game. Uh, so, you know, like like Tetris, like Columns, like Wario's Woods, like um, Tetris Attack, where you have these um, objects that you need to match, and it looks like you control Shovel Knight in Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. And what I get from, from, from watching the video, I get the feeling that one of two things is happening. Either A, everything in the game moves to the beat of the music, because that's what happens in the trailer, but they don't specifically say that, or everything in the game moves when you move. And I'm not sure which one of those things is happening, but Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon looks really, really awesome. And I'm a huge fan of Yacht Club games. I think that they do a great job, and this game is going to be an insta-buy for me. Uh, It looks really good. They say Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is a roguelite puzzle game hybrid. It mashes up everything we love about falling block puzzle games with a dungeon crawling twist. It looks really good. If you want to know more about it, check out the link in the show notes or go to yachtclubgames.com to know more. I think it looks fantastic. And uh, I want to know if you guys are excited for that or if you're more excited 
for the other Shovel Knight game with that's coming out that I think is called Shovel Knight Dig. Uh, that's the side-scrolling one where instead of or, or vertically scrolling Shovel Knight game that's coming as well. Anyway, let's get out of here. Become a part of the community over at our Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. There's over a thousand people over there. Make sure that you join us over there. Uh, runjumpstomp.com slash discord watch the show live with all of the awesome people who show up and hang out with me at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp you can get a hold of me on twitter at runjumpstomp and use that hashtag ask rjs this show is part of the giant size team up network for more information check out gstu.net and if you are looking for ways to support the show stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you and uh, the music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix. I'm out of here. I'll see you next time. Until then, you guys stay awesome. Bye-bye! Bye-bye.